if you listened attentively to the first reading of today from first of uh, 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 John's first letter chapter 3 from verse 22 it says beloved we receive from God whatever we ask why because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him and then he goes to announce that commandment and say and this is his commandment that we should believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Did you catch that? I was thinking he was going to say, okay, the Ten Commandments. Do not have another God. Do not... Use the name of the Lord your God in vain. Keep the Sabbath day holy. That's the commandment we are used to, right? But he says, and this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. What does that tell you? There is a new commandment, higher than the old one. The commandment of faith. Say it, let me hear you. Say the commandment of faith. The commandment of faith. You see, many Christians have not realized this. They still live their Christian life within the ambience of the Ten Commandments. So as long as they have not violated the Ten Commandments for them, they are living their Christian life. But in the New Testament, God has given us a new commandment. I told you that the Ten Commandments are what they call the commandments for the reprobates. It's a commandment to cure us of our stubbornness. And that's why 90 or 70% of the commandments is do not, do not, do not. So that when you come back to your senses, then it gives you the commandment of life. And the commandment of life is to what? To have faith in his son. Not faith in terms of just that you accept that Jesus died, but you must put your life in his hand. You must submit to him to govern your life. So, the first and the highest commandment in the, in the New Testament is, it's, is the word, is the commandment of absolute faith. They call it the saving faith. Where you confess the Lordship of Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. On account of that, he, is, he has what it takes to take care of your life. You submit your life to him. You don't own yourself again. Anybody who is owning, who is owning himself does not belong to Christ. So what this commandment demands of you is that when you believe in his name, you consecrate yourself to him, you don't own yourself again. That means he gives you a life to live. Are we together here? He gives you a life to live. If you are still living by what you like and the choice you make, you are still living for yourself. Because as the Bible says, that God has given us Jesus who has 
died for us so that we no longer live for ourselves, but to live for the one who loved us and died for us. This is very important. That is the crux of consecration. If you are living your own life, the devil will violate you. The devil will torment you. The devil will mess you up because your own life as you live it is very vulnerable. So, but when you give yourself to him totally and begin to live his own life, where would the devil come to attack you? Where will he come to make you mess up? No way. Because you are living his own life. And that his own life is the life that conquered the devil on the cross. Amen. So when we say I'm living a life of faith, what you are saying is I'm living the life of Christ. I don't own myself. And I would like to just conclude this reflection a little bit, you know, with a short story. And what is that story? There was this man who gave his life to Christ, okay? He understood this whole idea of the new commandment of faith, where you don't live your life again. It is the life that Christ has given to you that you now live. And he understood it very clearly that he doesn't own himself again. That means he can't do the things he likes to do. He is now, he's now living the life that is led by the Spirit. Very important. So this man, after he was, you know, giving life to Christ in America, in those days, so he had to travel from America to England. And in those days, plane was very expensive. So many people could travel by ship. And he can be on the ship for a very long time. And so while he was on the ship, he met a group of, well, I see some rascal boys who were playing some games, you know, like some like what or something or drafts. And they do play it all the time. Every day they come there drunk and they be playing the game and all that. So, and he always come and pass in front of where they are playing this game. So one day, one of them calls him, hello man, come here. Come and join us and play this game. What is wrong with you? You're always passing here. Are you not enjoying what is going on? Even those who are not playing out there enjoying the game. And then he didn't talk. He just continued. And then he passed again. Until one day one of them compared him and dragged him and brought him there. And said, come and join. Don't you know this game? He said, I know this game. He said, then come and play. He said, I can't. He said, why? He said, I don't have hands. Say what? They laughed and making mockery of him. You don't have hands. Then what is this? You know, what, what is this in your spirit? He said, "It's not my own. It's not your own." He said, "Who owns it?" He said, "Can I explain?" He said, "Okay, well, explain." And the game stopped, and the guy began to explain his life in Christ. Do you know before he? Who finish explaining the power of God so much that hit the place that they all started crying. And there and then, they too said they would like to receive that life. He told them, if you receive this life, it will break your addiction to alcohol. It will break your depression. It will break your sickness. Your limitation is because you own your life. That is why 
the devil is messing you up. And they all started crying. And they all gave their lives to Christ. Now, depth of God, the bigger testimony is coming. The place where they were playing draft or that game every evening became, became a place where every evening they come for evening prayer and Bible studies. So that within that short time that they were still on the sea, traveling from the U.S. to England, before they arrived in England, many of them had grown in their faith because I think it was about three or four months on the sea. And as they arrived in England, many of them became pastors. And God from there raised men who became missionaries, great missionaries to different parts of the world today. Because of one man who understands the life of faith. Many at times, why we don't have power and we cannot manifest power and touch the life of people is because we still own ourselves. We still do what we want. We still drag God to give us material things to satisfy our appetite. We have not come to that point where we know it's no longer I who live. It is Christ that lives in me. We pray at this Mass to gain understanding and wisdom. That why we are still alive in this flesh, we will make that radical you know, decision to truly allow Christ rule and reign in us. Because that's where the life is. Okay, that's where the life is. And once you begin to live in this life, then you will see that you'll be moved by the Holy Spirit. And you don't just believe in any kind of spirit that comes around. And you don't see anybody just who comes up and says, Ah, I'm of God, and you just start pulling a person. You must discern the root of that spirit. Because there are many spirits that have shown up as the Spirit of Christ on earth. They're deceiving many with all kinds of things, but they're not of God. May God bless His words in our hearts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen.